0: Welcome once again to Leto's Law. Here's Steve Leto. A lot of legal concepts are out there that people know about. and you ask somebody, where does it come from? They go, "Mm, I'm not sure. (laughs) Bail is one of them. Bail comes from the Eighth Amendment. Eighth Amendment says excessive bail shall not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishments. And so the idea that if you get arrested and you're awaiting trial, that you can be released from jail and just show up for your trial you post bail. And the idea of bail comes from the Eighth Amendment. Doesn't often hit the news unless someone's being held without bail for something very, very severe or a gigantic bail. But uh, here's a story from the Associated Press. Jennifer Cinco Keller wrote this. Uh, A Hawaii man used $1.2 million in fake checks to try to post bail. And so he was trying to post bail for someone else. Uh, The judge said, here's how much money is required for someone to post bail for you. And he's alleged to have said, oh, I'll do that, and came up with a fake check. The man's accused of using counterfeit bank checks, totaling $1.2 million, to try to bail three people out of jail. Now he's been arrested, and he's been ordered to be held without bail. That's according to court records. And uh, one thing people don't often know or think about is that bail often means that someone else must post the money for you. Some places, especially on lesser things, you can post your own money. But the idea of bail at its oldest is that someone else is going out on a limb to vouch for you. So if they say that they need $1.2 million in bail to get you out, it might not be enough for you to say, well, I've got the money. Of course you do. It's whether someone else has got the money and is willing to put it up for you. So the man's been arrested Uh, And I would tell you his name, but it is seriously one of the longest names I've seen in print. He was detained by federal authorities on Monday. Uh, A U.S. Secret Service affidavit filed in court alleged that he presented the bank checks for $760,000, $400,000, and $50,000 back in 2020 during the attempt to post bail for three people held at the Oahu Community Correctional Center. Now, he left a Honolulu courthouse after being told the checks would need verification. And, you know, so you walk in with a check. (laughs) How hard is it to come up with a fake check? Officials determined the checks were, in fact, counterfeit. And the two men and woman he tried to get out of jail were not released. So they will not accept a bad check for bail. They'll check it to see if it's okay. And if it's not okay, then that's a problem. And I've mentioned before there's a lot of scams out there. And with laser printers and scanners being what they are these days, it's extremely easy to come up with realistic-looking Checks that are just, of course, made up. Court documents did not specify what his relationship was to the three jailed people. In August of 2020, he obtained a counterfeit cashier's check for $36,000, purported to be from a credit union, and tried to use it in someone else's identification to purchase a Land Rover from a Honolulu-used car lot, the affidavit said. So apparently the guy's having fun with fake checks. And, uh... Tried to get himself a car that way. He also used someone else's identification to open an account online at Charles Schwab and tried to deposit a counterfeit and an altered check into that account, the court documents said. So counterfeit checks, one thing, an altered check is another. I've heard about that scam also. They talk about, you know, there's people who will put mail that's outgoing in their mailbox and put the flag up and they, you know, put like a bill in there with a check to be paid. You know, to pay the bill, and someone will come by and steal that and then alter the check, make the amount different, larger usually, and then make the payee different. So uh, the man appeared in federal court Tuesday for a hearing where a judge appointed a defense attorney to represent him. He consented to be detained without bail, as prosecutors requested, according to court records. Now, the attorney who's been appointed to represent him Did not immediately return emails or phone messages seeking comment. And um, that's an interesting point they make here. But I'm glad they said this. He consented to be detained without bail. So the man's in court. He's got an attorney. The prosecutor's there. The prosecutor says, your honor, based on the nature of these crimes, we'd ask that he be held without bail. And apparently, the judge turned to him and said, do you object? He said, no. And so you are allowed to waive your constitutional rights if you want to. And they would talk about that being an informed and knowing waiver. But you can, if you want to, waive some of your constitutional rights. Now you might say, Steve, why would anybody want to waive a constitutional right? I'll just give you the most common example. And I think this has got to be the most common example. Is that you've been charged with a crime whether or not you're out on bail, but you've been charged with a crime. And the prosecutor shows up in court one day and says, Your Honor, we're ready to proceed. The the, the judge looks at you and your attorney and says, Are you guys ready to proceed? Now, let's suppose you're not. Let's suppose that you're still working on something. You're trying to track down a witness. There's something happening that you want to adjourn your trial. Well, you are entitled to a speedy trial by the Bill of Rights and the Constitution just as well as everything else that's in there, including the stuff in the 8th, right? So you're entitled to a speedy trial. So quite often, defendants come into court and say, Your Honor, we're ready to go to trial right now, and the prosecutor asks for an adjournment. And every time the prosecutor asks for an adjournment, the defense attorney will often enter an objection and say, Your Honor, we object. We're entitled to a speedy trial. We're ready to go right now. We want to go today. We'd start yesterday if we could go back in time. We're ready to go right now. Okay? And, And so if it switches to where the prosecutor goes, we're ready to go, and the defense side says, no, we need a little more time, the judge will look at you and say, you understand that you are asking us to adjourn your trial in the face of your constitutional right to a speedy trial. So I don't want to hear somebody later complaining and saying, gee, I didn't get a speedy trial because I asked for an adjournment. So the judge will say, are you waiving your right to a speedy trial, in essence, in exchange for your right to get this adjournment right now? And you say yes. And so you're willing to give up that one constitutional right to a speedy trial in exchange for the adjournment that you think is gonna help you. There might be other examples, but, but that's the one that you see quite often. And so if you ever have an opportunity to be in court, and you're watching a series of pretrial conferences, and a prosecutor walks up with a stack of files. Quite often they'll go through those and, you know, is that ready for trial? Is that ready for trial? Is that ready for trial? And the judge will just, you know, often pick the oldest one and set it for trial. And it might be that's the one that you're on and you need more time. And so quite often I've seen judges say, well, we're not going to adjourn this thing forever. Can you disclose on some level what it is you're waiting on? And you could say, well, You know, we've got an expert who can't come in now, but can come in a month from now. Or uh, we're running some tests, and the tests haven't come back. Or we're trying to track down a witness. We got a lead yesterday as to where a witness might be. And so we just need a little more time to serve a witness with a subpoena. That could be it. So you can waive a constitutional right. Now, here's the question. When the prosecutor says we'd like this man detained without bail because of the fact that He appears to have issues with the bail system. But that by itself would not necessarily mean that he shouldn't be allowed to post bail. Because remember, if someone else posts bail, that might take care of it. But also, the man's on an island. And uh, I suspect it's easier to keep track of somebody in Hawaii than it is to keep track of somebody in the... 48, you know, so that's an interesting angle, but the judge apparently asked him if he would consent to being held without bail, and he agreed to do that, so that's the case, man's being held without bail after he tried to use $1.2 million in fake checks to try to bail three people out of jail, they didn't get out, but now he's in, strange how that works, kind of ironic, Jennifer Cinco Keller wrote that for the Associated Press, Ryan, Tequila and Danny all sent it, thanks a lot. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. Tact is the ability to describe others as they see themselves.